fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, 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 what's up everybody? It's Sunday, April 13th, 2014. This is episode 150 of the Hotbox. So my name is Matt. And I'm Kyle. 150? Dude, I know, right? 150. We Just need to celebrate. A nice even milestone. 150. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every week, usually Sunday, so we get together here uh, around this time and we talk about the weed stuff. Usually while passing around the weed said stuff. Weed allegedly, yeah. Where is that, by the way? It's over here. Okay. Um, let's, you want to start things out with a study? Yeah. So an actual study guys, uh, pubmed.gov. It's uh, the prolonged oral cannabinoid administration prevents neuroinflammation, inflammation, inflammation, neuroinflammation. (laughs) Thank you. I need that to be able to actually talk correctly. Uh, so it takes away neuroinflammation, lower in level, lower amyloid levels and improves cognitive performance so even though i can't get through that headline so this is inflammation (laughs) caused by overthinking things i mean what is well here's what it says instead of instead of using like uh uh, steroids or something exactly so the background here now again this is a pubmed uh you know it's an actual study so it talks about exactly what they did um, their their definitions, methods, results, conclusions, but the background specifically is Alzheimer's disease brain shows an ongoing inflammatory condition, and non-steroidal and anti-inflammatories diminish the risk of suffering the neurological disease in mice. In we mice, we should mention in mice. Right. But you know, it's talking about Alzheimer's. You know, trying to treat Alzheimer's disease and take away some of the inflammation. Oh, okay, so the inflammation. So, that go- okay, that makes so sense. So the cannabinoids are neuroprotective and anti-inflammatory agents with therapeutic potential. That's so this was the cool. the scope of the study was to say, hey, does this help for? Uh, does this actually you know have neuroprotective and anti-inflammatory agents? For therapy. So the conclusions of the study uh, is, in summary, we have shown that chronically administered cannabinoid um, showed marked beneficial effects uh, in, in, in inflammation reduction and increased AB clearance. So I don't know what AB clearance is, but... Sounds good. Sounds bueno. Uh, so an actual study, I think that we, uh, we should send this to the doctor that we were talking about last week. Well, this isn't cancer. Senator. It's not cancer. It doesn't matter. It's the idea of anything medical that is relevant that will, uh, you know, help with this. And, you know, I, this is kind of hits home with me because my grandpa died of Alzheimer's and I wonder if this will be a nice neuroprotectant for me to avoid, that genetic inheritance that I am at risk for. I am at a high risk for Alzheimer's. It's interesting that like you growing up, you'd always hear that like, Oh, you smoke weed. You become this completely forgetful, like burned out pothead. And it's like here we're seeing that Alzheimer's, the I'm thing sorry, that I forgot makes what you, you forget saying. stuff. I forgot what I know <laughs> that it, it's it shows, you know, that it actually will help you not necessarily remember things, but calm down the issue that's happening in your brain that's causing you to forget shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, so either way, this is. A, I thought it would be nice to start off the show with a positive, actual science. You know, and what's interesting, it's on the .gov. PubMed.gov. Yeah, no, that's, .gov. that's a good step for sure. So, awesome. I'll put a link to it in the show notes at hotboxpodcast.com. You can check it out if you want to see the actual study. Uh, moving along, let's see. Is cannabis okay for pregnant women? Article on High Times here. Uh, Mary Jane Gibson writing. Uh, nearly 40 years ago, she says, Dr. Melanie Dreher was chosen by her professors, professors? Professors? <laughs> to go to Jamaica and study the effects of cannabis use on pregnant women and their infants. Uh, she lived among the rural people there in Jamaica and discovered that the use of cannabis in daily life is quite routine. Well, of course it is. Uh, it's she Jamaica. Conduct- right? Jamon. It's Jamaica. Jamon. <laughs> uh, she conducted several community-based studies examining the health and development of Jamaican women and children and released several reports showing that children born to mothers who use cannabis are better adjusted than children born to the mothers who did not. Wait a second. I thought better that I adjusted. I thought that the weed stuffs in Better the womb to handle this world. Better. Okay. So where are the where's the information opposing this? Because all of the the studies that supposedly have gone on saying that uh, it inhibits neurological growth during in infancy and in the uh, in the womb. I don't. Well, is that just like an, of course, that's what they would say because that's what scares people the most? Like, if you tell people to quit smoking weed because it's going to make them stupid, they're going to be like, yeah, whatever. But if you tell them, like, if you're if you're pregnant and you smoke, your kid's going to come out all retarded. Um, right. You mothers know, will immediately be like, whoa. It could be as, as relevant contrary. as, you know, fetal alcohol syndrome, meth babies, crack babies, exactly. that type of, uh, you know, situation. So are these kids, you know, coming out all stoned and shit? Or nope. addicted better to the adjusted. weed stuff, but no, better adjusted. Uh, she studied 24 Jamaican infants exposed to marijuana in the womb and 20 infants that were not exposed. She discovered that the culture policies its own polices. cannabis. Polices. I know. I can't read today. Come on, man. Uh, its culture polices its own cannabis intake and considers the herb a sacrament. Study results showed no negative impact on the children born to the mothers using cannabis. On the contrary, they seem to excel. Interesting. Uh, often, North American studies on cannabis use by pregnant women claim to show that it can result in birth defects and developmental problems. No, however, however, those studies do not isolate cannabis use from harmful substances like alcohol, tobacco, meth, or heroin. No, of that's course, true. right? You know, here's a big thing because, you know, I, I've got kids and my wife had a pretty rough pregnancy the last one. And she was prescribed all kinds of these super, super heavy... You know, as we were talking before the podcast about Fenergan. Yeah. Fenergan is a hell of a drug. And so. Anti-nausea? Yeah, it's an anti-nausea medication, but it it puts you into a coma. For like a good day and a half, two days, you know, I'm wondering as an anti-nausea, if cannabis is far more efficient and safe than the idea of Zofran, Fenergan, you know, the other really strong anti-nauseans that could. Yeah. Could, in fact, hurt the baby. Maybe not. The, I yeah. I don't know. I mean, they say that it's safe to use. I mean, they're, the doctors prescribe it. But to me, I think that, you know, something natural like weed, it would be a much more uh, beneficial uh, to me personally than getting knocked out for a couple of days after taking a right. pill. You know, if but I'm at least you're sick. not puking. <laughs> yeah, you're not puking. But I mean, you're also not awake. 
Check this out. This, this is so awesome. It says that the principal funding for this research was done by NIDA, the National Institute on Drug Abuse, and they were not very pleased with her results what? and discontinued funding her research. Oh. Uh, in an interview, Dreher said, quote, it was clear that NIDA was not interested in continuing to fund a study that didn't produce negative results. I was told not to resubmit. We missed an opportunity to follow the study through adolescence and through adulthood. Please do uh, she, not resubmit. She is now the dean of the College of Nursing at Rush University. Uh, her fieldwork evolved into a book she wrote called Women and Cannabis, Medicine, Science, and Sociology, which now I need to put on my reading list. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that amazing, but, though? Because that's what we're always talking about is you're not going to get funding for a study unless you go to them and you're like, we want to find out why weed is so bad and hurtful for people. Well, oh, okay. really? Okay, here's all the money you want. But if you're like, we're trying to cure cancer here, they're like, yeah, actually, we just wrote our last check. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, even when a study is sorry. done. Even when a huge portion of the study is done and the money's already been spent, they're saying, oh, don't, yeah, don't resubmit. Remember oh, that shit. research we were funding? Yeah, we're not funding that anymore. Yeah. Oh, wait. This is saying that it can be helpful for pregnant women during uh, remember, pregnancy? This mi- actually might be able to improve your children. Mrs. Dreer, do you remember the wink I gave you when I signed that check? Yeah. <laughs> that's, you were supposed to pocket that yeah. and say that, no, that's so horrible. So, okay. Awesome. I, I mean, amazing story. And I love hearing like from the inside like that, that it's like, yeah, we actually found amazing results and then they dropped our funding. Like, I love some what? of the comments on this too. Amazing. 125 IQ, my mom smoked, not just uh, pot, but hashish. Whoa. Morning, Whoa. noon, and night. Nuh-uh. IQ is 125. Thank you. I don't know what that means, but cool. Uh, hi. Is that good? Genius level, maybe? It's not out of 100? See, I have no idea. It's not out of 100. No, 100%. <laughs> I have a new idea. It's 125%. That's what she scored on the SATs, or the IQ score test. And that's out of how many? <laughs> out of four. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> that's really good. You might want to wow. go into some You're really smart. other field than posting <laughs> on uh, High Times right, right. form. Okay. All right, uh, moving on, let's see. Remember a while ago we were talking about the banking problem with marijuana, and then after all of this hullabaloo, uh, what, the, there was a memo issued? They liked The memo. Memos. There was a post-it note written that said, yeah, I guess you guys can go ahead and use banks, maybe. Uh, kind, of. kind of. The banks are just saying uh, that. We just want to watch our back and make sure that, you know, when your assets get seized, ours don't as well because we're laundering your money here. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's a company called Kind Banking. Thank you, And Kind. the article Hello, here kind. on IndieWeed from Southern Colorado, they say it might become the next Wells Fargo of the marijuana banking industry. Uh, the founder and CEO, Dave Deinberg, says the company will provide financing and other financial services, including armored car and equity investments, to the underserved marijuana industry. Outstanding. And that's like all it needed was somebody that had some sort of resources to like pour into this. Mm-hmm. And you filled the largest capitalist fate, like the biggest hole that needed to be filled right. that you can just make a buttload of money on because no one else is doing it. Well, this is not here's only are they going to be able to make here's some, some money. Here's some couriers. Here's a place to put your money. Here's 
banking services, basically. What we're looking for at any time when you want to start a business. Right. Oh, hey, I need to get financed. Oh, hey, I need How money because this shit's expensive. Can I get an SBA loan for a dispensary? Right. I mean, can that happen? Wait, what are you dispensing? Alcohol? Sure. Oh, weed? No. Ah, that was our last chat. Yeah. <laughs> but so we can go to... What is this? High? Kind banking. Kind banking. They, they look say kind too. Tr- traditional banks have steered clear of the marijuana industry because the possession and distribution of marijuana remains illegal under federal law, right? Uh, and there's concern that any bank associated will still face criminal liability. Uh, they say that we are a business founded with family values and believe that the American dream is possible within the cannabis industry. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Well, cool. Good news after the, you know, seven or eight articles we talked about where it's not going to be okay. This isn't looked at, you know, well, this is good news. It's Thank good you. news until what, like, I, I hate to be all like conspiratorial and everything, but what does it take to, to say that the first time that bank opens up and is business is just doing amazing that CIA like DA. hit team comes in and just robs the bank. They could do that. I'm they do like, that right now. Right? The DEA <laughs> comes in and just completely takes everything out of the growers' safe. Put foil hat on here. Yeah, okay. But you, I mean, you're can right. you see, it's not a far stretch in what we know about our government and their ways. So to, Michelle Leonhardt sitting at her desk like, at the <laughs> DEA is like, yes, kind <laughs> of bank. Do this. She's like Dr. Excellent. Claw, right? Just like, I'll get you, gadget. <laughs> Yeah, Go right. Ahead. I can totally kind yeah, bank. Kind we'll teach bank. you to be kind. Yeah, yeah. We're not even gonna use KY when we. Fuck We're gonna you. open up one called Dick Bank. And it's Dick gonna, Bank. Yeah. All right. So it's cool, but be careful, right? Just right. Just I careful. mean, because like our next article talks about, the DEA is raiding this woman's house no. because she shopped. This kind at a of garden shit. store. Uh, this. She shopped at a garden store, a local hydroponics shop, and the DEA raided her house, guns blazing, knocking down doors. Wow. This is fantastic. What she, bought? she bought a bottle of organic fertilizer, a 16-ounce bottle, uh, and three weeks later I was raided by the DEA? Is this one of those things where they got the wrong house? No. Or, like, were they there for her? And they were there Kirk- for her because they followed her. This was a whole operation what? done by the DEA. How much did they spend on this? I, it doesn't Follow say her? in the article how much, but you got to think that if they had six county sheriffs plus six DEA agents, what are their salaries on a That's, daily basis? Yeah. Break it down to a daily yeah, budget yeah. of how to pay each one of those, plus the months. So it's three weeks of the time that they they spent surveilling this woman right. from the time that she left the hydroponic store or the, the, the uh, grow store for what could be vegetables, That's... more than likely vegetables, or who knows. Ooh. I mean, she was just leaving the store with a, a plastic, or oh, I'm sorry, it was a paper bag. You could the DEA agents couldn't even see what was in the bag, so it was full speculation. We better as to go what's kick her door down and make sure everything's okay in here. Yeah, so but at least there's accountability, right? Because we can just be like, "Hey, uh, at DEA on Twitter or whatever their thing is, right?" And be like, uh, "You guys messed up, right? Like, what's going on?" And oh. they're they're refusing to answer any questions. Course. They're like, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry, I misspoke. It was it was four DEA agents and five Shorewood, Illinois police officers. Okay. So 
So the yield. So what did they get out of this raid? A whole bunch of like must have been heroin, slaves, crack, and guns, ecstasy. right? Like they Machine broke guns. A huge case with nine. No, she was the head of the cartel. They broke nine, this whole thing open. Yeah, nine point three grams of dried marijuana. What? Nine a little more grams. than a quarter? Are you kidding me? Less than a third of an ounce. So wow. this is outstanding. Way to go, DEA. This was the uh the Was big... this Michelle's thing? Did did you give the okay on that? Did you green light this op? <laughs> Way to go, Michelle. Way to go. Wow. Uh, oh, not only that, it was found in her art studio. It was found in an art studio, so she's an artist. Who might be using this to, I don't know, enhance creativity? No. Using it to go crazy and murder people. Because it causes psychosis. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, chalk one up to the the positive board there for the DEA. They say her defense lawyer, uh, former Will County prosecutor Jeff Tomsack, is trying to have the search warrant and the two misdemeanor charges it produced thrown out. It's good to see that the DEA is going after giant cases like, you know, misdemeanors and everything. It's uh, outstanding. She visited the garden store Midwest Hydroganics, uh, was the predicate for the whole investigation of her. Uh, 100% and nothing else, the lawyer said, uh, calling that far too thin a thread on which to base a search warrant. Uh, in the search warrant application... A uh, police officer assigned to the DEA, Don Kaminsky, wrote that he had observed Kirking exit the garden store, quote, carrying a green plastic bag containing unknown items. Get the search warrant Kaminsky signed stated now. <laughs> he had, quote, previously conducted numerous investigations that involved the surveillance of Midwest Hydroganics and the people that are in and out of the store, which has led to the arrest of suspects for production of cannabis, sativa plants, and cannabis. So they're producing... This is insane. They're producing cannabis sativa plants and cannabis? Well, well, how dare. How I, dare you? This is wow. <laughs> so, it it could be so let me let me ask you something. So, check if this, this out. This was a 73-year-old woman who had a small garden sure. and needed a, a bottle of fertilizer and she goes into her local store Raid because her. she wants to she wants to, you know, support local Hydroponics. No, stores. you shop at Walmart like the rest of the sheep. <laughs> so she goes home, and then in three weeks, that seventy-three-year-old lady Kaminsky says that he then sifted through her trash, detecting quote a strong odor of green cannabis in one plastic trash bag, and then compared her home's electrical bill to that of her neighbors, finding that it was higher. Another officer conducted a field test on a green plant stem, which allegedly tested positive for marijuana. Oh, my God. And that was enough for the warrant. Uh, an application so I found for a stem. In this lady's trash that I followed home from the garden store. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We need a warrant now. This is the dredges of society right now. I mean, right do now. people, I mean, do you just need to know that, like, they're grasping at straws because legalization is so close, so we all need to allegedly be extra careful and maybe uh, burn your stems? Or I don't know. Like, how far, how far do we have to go to make sure that 
everybody isn't rocking two misdemeanors by the time legalization is, is approached. You know? Well, I mean, it, at least one movement everybody can jump on is the idea of decriminalization. So I mean, sure. if we decriminalize, then it becomes a ticket offense and nothing more, and it doesn't go above that. I mean, this is less than an ounce. Less than an ounce. Everybody talks about the idea of the the old adage of intent to distribute was right, possession right. of I'm gonna over an ounce. I'm going to distribute this to me and my friend and, and my me. pipe. <laughs> and my <laughs> pipe. Uh, they say there are a total of 11 cases based upon these search warrants that were written and charged based upon this type of surveillance. Uh, they allege marijuana stash. They say that was kind of small, but... Other searches have produced more serious amounts. The largest, he said. Now, this is this is the biggest one, okay? Okay. 120 plants. That is... Whoa! That is a grow commercial operation right uh, there. 290,510 grams? Is that right? Two, why are you saying it like that? Because it sounds divide more Divide that by... <laughs> <laughs> like divide that by twenty eight and then divide that by sixteen, so we know how many pounds were two hundred. It was like eight pounds. Who cares? Yeah, uh, and one hundred and seventy eight pills of ecstasy. Oh, and that raid. Dang. You know how many people they busted? One who pled guilty to a felony. One, and that felony was probably One. the ecstasy pills. My, job well done, yeah. you guys. I Good mean, job. for real. Like that's right on. Keeping us safe. We need a safe place for our kids, man. We need right? It. We need it. Okay. Well, so yeah. Don't go to Midwest Hydroganics. It's under surveillance, guys. I'm sorry to that's, say this for that you. Sucks but... though, because as the business, like it's not your fault no. what your people are doing. Can we put all of the pharmacies under surveillance because people are selling pills? Like, come on, that's that's completely whack. Of course it's whack, but, you know, if you're talking about not walking around with two misdemeanors from now on, well, yeah, well then what can that, we do to protect ourselves? Does, a business, does that business online? have to, like, suffer because of it? That sucks. Yes. Yeah, to answer your question. <laughs> yeah, basically, yes. That one specifically. <laughs> okay, if they're enough. If they're signing search warrants based off of surveillance of that particular grow house saying, oh, yeah, this is a candy store for DEA agents, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go shop there. And yeah. I don't recommend anybody do. But is that through any fault of the business owner? That's no. what I'm saying. Like their no. well, business. Well, I don't know. Possible. I don't know. Right. Maybe, Maybe know. this is okay. a, hey, Granted, here's a, here's a brilliant still, idea for Michelle. You guys set up a hydroponic store and start keeping a registry of your clients. Honeypot? Yeah. And then call it the weed store call it C-I-A-C-U <laughs> later or something. But, I don't know. Oh, it's. Man. So maybe this guy is uh, an informant of some kind. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I like to think better of people that are selling things that grow plants. I don't know. I'm naive. When your freedom <laughs> is on the line? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, you watch we'll House you of Cards? business uh, and you just give us names of shady looking people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Call us. That kind of makes you Call think. Us. Do do how how how... Widespread is that? 
I like if you man, go to Plantland down here and get some dirt, are they gonna like tail you back home or what? Well, they with a lip ring and sleeves. What is might... that noise? Are there raccoons eating our trash? Oh no, it's just the DEA. Just the DEA. Just the DEA digging through Matt, your trash. You, from now on, if you go buy fertilizer, you have to wear a long sleeve shirt and take your <laughs> lip ring out with a big pot leaf on my shirt. <laughs> so, oh god. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving Sucky. on a little bit. Let's talk yeah. about. Article on High Times, is the black market marijuana winning in Colorado? Now, see, this is something that you talked about a while ago that you, you kind of had a, uh, with the inflation of prices uh, up to 400 are bucks Are people going to opt like, oh, I don't have $60 or $400 for an ounce. I'm going to just go buy a couple dime bags from my homeboy. Right, right. right. So is yeah. your homeboy the black market, though? Yeah. See, I kind of consider like yeah. the black market isn't just like illegal trade, but it's like illegal like cartel type of. I don't know. There's there's just well, always to me there seem to be more of a if negative. If it's not right, if it's not regulated, it has to get thrown True. into okay. that. So it's anything non-regulated category. is black market. Okay, fair. Yeah. Enough. So I mean, you can do any everything and anything is black market. Craigslist is black market. The because black market. <laughs> it is. Well, it's not safe yeah. for drugs either. It is a black market. It is an underground trade organization sure, sure. that it, it actually evades tax code. Somehow, I mean, a point of sale on Craigslist should be taxed, uh, you know. But at some tax. point, whatever's being sold was taxed at one time, right? I mean, are they just Okay, just did you have greedy. to pay? I'm not going to tax it every tax. time I sell. Did, did you have to do that with your car? When you registered here, your car, we don't have sale. Yeah, I paid like three hundred fucking dollars to register in California. Well, in California, Retarded. if you register a used vehicle that you just bought, you pay sales tax on it. Really? Yes. But we don't have sales tax here. Though. Well, we don't have sales tax. But that's weird here. that you so would keep paying. Like it would just continue. Like that's a pyramid scheme yeah. almost. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, more this, the- yeah, this says, uh, according to an original report by Travelers Today, some uh, travel website dabbling in offbeat news and pseudo journalism, they say much of Colorado's stoner <laughs> society, specifically the college students, have continued to purchase marijuana from the black market due to the overall cost involved in obtaining the legal shiz. So they say uh, the weed from a dispensary, 400 bucks an ounce, right? Which yep. is... That's expensive. Pricey. That's, That's pricey. Three hundred an but, ounce is pricey, you know. But sure, three hundred for top shelf and is it's fair. Legal and yeah, okay. I think that if if you are supporting local growers, three hundred bucks an ounce for top shelf, high quality. Um, yeah, that's marijuana. That's, it, that's a that's a good price. That's a fair price. It's expensive. Fair. It's fair, but you pay you know top price for Grey Goose. But it's got to be good, sh- you right. know, or you know your top shelf liquors so, or your top shelf anything. If it's good quality product, you can charge more. Right. But this is also talking about the idea of supporting a movement right now and an explosion, and it's going to you know uh, right now it's inflated because it's a new market. There's a huge huge market for it. Um, so as legally, more and more businesses get into it, it'll dilute that up some. Yeah, absolutely. It'll bring the prices down. The more abundance there is, it's a supply and demand issue. So, uh, and they're saying on the street that's compared to sixty to two hundred and thirty-seven dollars. That's a weird. Like it's between a, sixty and two hundred thirty-eight fifty-three. Like well, okay. sixty bucks is on the lowest end, and two hundred thirty-seven dollars. <laughs> like that's a very specific. I don't know for. Uh, and they're saying this is for homegrown 
uh, depending on the quality and where you get it, whose home you get it from, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, there are also spyglass speculations driving an immense wave of paranoia among students that having their name on a medical registry could lead to them having scholarships revoked and ultimately blacklisted from, right for it, higher education. Oh, Boom! You really do need to go on that Twitter Knocking pun. out of the park. Who wrote this? Well, no, it does make sense. I mean... No, yeah, absolutely. Call, uh, Mike Adams. students. I mean, anybody who gets any sort of... Um, on any sort of registry, that's a scary, that's that's a very scary proposition right now. Because, I mean, if the DEA can raid your house from shopping at a, gr- a grocery gar- store, right, right. a garden shop. But is it is it in society's best interest to ruin early lives? Like, wait until people are older and they have their chance and then they ruin their life on their own. You don't have to step in and be like, yeah, remember that full ride scholarship you're getting? And it's gone. Yeah, so That's I, dicks. all of this makes sense as to why it would inflate the black market more. There's still a lot of fear out there. There's a, a whole lot of fear with the more DEA raids that are happening, especially with good old Michelle Leonhardt, you know, saying that they need to fight harder. It right now might not. <coughs> I'm wondering if this is the chaos before. You know the the transition. You know the the right. worst part of the storm. kicking and screaming, right? Yeah, going yeah, out yeah. kicking and screaming. The birthing pains of of uh, revolution. <laughs> so you just break it so bad to where even once it's legalized, it doesn't matter because there's like eighty other fucked up things we have to fix. Yeah, that's I, that sucks for sure. Sucks bad, but this, hey, change sucks. But it, it will bring about inevitable awesomeness in the end. Right. So uh, They say the high costs associated with legal marijuana are predicted to drop off once additional retailers open throughout the state, yeah. uh, closing the gap between the availability of legal weed and the rampant pace of the Colorado stoner. Skake yeah. is coming off as kind of pretentious. Check this, out. check this out. Despite high taxes, Colorado is expected to generate $1 billion in legal marijuana sales within the next fiscal year. One Instagram. One billion dollars. Billion. With a B. Billion. I kind of measure things in Instagrams now. It's something from a tech show I do because Facebook paid a bill for Instagram. So So, now whenever there's an acquire anything, we measure it in Instagram. So (laughs) Oculus uh, Rift was two two Instagrams. 2.8 Instagrams. (laughs) Yeah. So that's where that. So the weed is one Instagram a year. Right. Basically. And that's legal taxed sales. Not the black market. Correct. The white so, market. What, one of the things that I like what he says in here, one of the uh, the guys who grow weed was talking about how once you could pull in 60 grand a year, but these days it's more like a minimum wage job. <laughs> you know, and that's a that's a dealer told travelers today. Check so. this out. The the first comment it says it quotes closer to sixty to two hundred thirty seven for a home grow. Who the fuck gonna charge two hundred thirty seven? We deal in fives. This is the black market. You best not come to me with no one dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tyler I, I Durden. Up that shit. I like that. Tyler shit. Durden. <laughs> that was, and of course, it's from Cotter High School too. Yeah, that's cool. I like that shit. That's. Well, well put, right? Like, dude, that's what I said. Like, that is such a weird number. <laughs> All right. Hold on, um, let me get your change. Yeah, yeah, right, man? I, I think somebody else was like, no, it's cool. I brought quarters. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, uh, moving on, the THC Bank. Now, this is different because this is uh, a Canadian one, so we assume we have uh, a few Canadian listeners out there. This is for you. They're looking for a head grower and a greenhouse manager for thcbank.ca. That's the website. Uh, We'll put a link to this in the show notes at hotboxpodcast.com. If you are in... How, yeah, Canada. BC. Canada. I know. BC is like, they're like, hey, that's a fucking big place. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Kelowna, wherever that is. Yeah, it's, uh, they're looking for, for that. Well, so. I, I wanted to that's go through cool. a bit of the, the qualifications for this because this is pretty intense. They put up your, a degree, right? For real. Yeah, well, a degree or a diploma in uh, production of horticulture, a uh, degree in biology, agriculture or horticulture, basic understanding of genetics and plant care. Basic understanding of biotechnology, uh, biotechnology, molecular biology, and genomics. Yeah, sure. Extensive experience in propagation, cloning. computer proficiency. <laughs> we didn't want to call it cloning because that yeah. just sounds weird. So, yeah. So, I mean, these are pretty intense qualifications oh, yeah, no, that this you is need legit, for this. For sure. I mean, so I don't you know. You should I email is, your resume, cover cool. letter, and salary requirement to Linda at thcbank.ca. This is this is awesome. If I lived in Canada, I would totally uh, go not, to school. You would not be qualified. And get my degrees, <laughs> and, and I would be qualified. Yeah. No. Uh, go to school, and you can be a grower. Outstanding. So go sign up. Go apply. People of Canada. That's right. All of the people of Canada. <laughs> go <laughs> yes, apply. Right now. So what's cool about this idea of uh, big grow operations, Motherboard did a really awesome article on uh, the large, uh, the huge, huge hydroponic farming um, company. What's it? What's the name? Terratech. Terratech. Mm-hmm. Um, so they say that as soon as they get the green light, if you have nah. the, the wording um, to say, hey, it's legal there, he's ready to switch his entire operation Within 48 hours. And where are they based? Is this in uh, California? This, they, they have a couple of spots. I think one is in Jersey and the other is in uh, Florida. Florida. Nice. So, I mean. And so this is basically <clears throat> like set up in a warehouse. What did they say? LEDs? Well, they're, they're there's all a, LEDs, the mineral rich right water. That I was getting out of this was they're trying to make it into greenhouses. So instead of doing the big industrial houses where they're indoors, you know, all going off of supplemental lighting, that's really, really expensive. So but yes, not right if you're now, using LEDs. Right now, they're, they're using LEDs and everything is indoors. So, I mean, then they're doing all vegetable productions. You know, looking at this picture, you just are looking at wall to wall, this huge, you know, hydroponic it's beautiful. setup. And what, what, is, what is it? They're growing basil uh, and like thyme right basil, now? Basil, lettuce, herbs. Right. Uh, we're talking thousands and thousands of plants in this. And at the push of a button, he just puts in weed seeds instead of basil leaves. That's so cool. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is way awesome. Uh, within 48 hours, they can just change their entire, uh, you know, yeah. He production. says something like basil. Um, this is, uh, what's his name? Derek Peterson, the CEO. Uh, he says something like basil is not that different from the cannabis plant. Really. It's not hard to convert the growing process. You just change the seeds. <laughs> That's so cool. Right. You have seeds. everything set up. And showing that your system works. I mean, like, if you see the picture in the show notes when we put the link, but it's nice. It's oh, yeah. Nice. The LEDs well, it's very have professional. a nice purple I mean, usually... hue to everything and fans. I mean, it looks 
The Legit. technology for LED growing is is amazing. I love cool. I love LEDs. It's a high high investment though. And if you get followed by the DEA back to your house and they look at your electric bill compared to your neighbors, it's not going to be that much higher because it's LEDs. Right, LEDs, and uh, I don't know the science for growing with yeah. it. I mean, hitting the specific light spectrums right, that the right. plant you know thrives on. It's it's sunlight, pretty basically, cool. in LED. It's pretty cool. But one of the things that they're talking about in here is how uh, Nevada is uncomfortable with the idea of greenhouses because they're transparent. So I mean, keeping everything indoors is costing close to fifty grand a month in energy costs. If they can go into just a nice transparent greenhouse industrial size they can save a huge huge amount you know yeah reduce the carbon footprint we don't have to you know have these huge energy bills you know consumption of natural resources or everything that goes into creating the energy to produce you know uh, the light the artificial lighting whether it be led or not this whole facility it says is about five million to set up five million dollars a lot of cannabis grows are set up somewhat cheaply, but Terratech and a handful of other companies believe it's worth investing in top-line monitoring equipment to be constantly aware of what's happening with the plants. That's pretty cool. It says they have this whole automated system. They say farmers can turn the greenhouse boilers on and off, release CO2. You can get an alert if temperature change, uh, if it changes too much, and you can do a whole bunch of other shit all from a phone or a tablet. Like, that's, awesome. that's cool. That's cool. That's it's, way cool. So I, oh shit, I got a pH spike. It sends you a text, a pH <laughs> spike. Hold on, let me let me drop this a little bit, and then a little robot puts in. It kind of reminds me of the game back when I was out. a kid in school on the Apple IIe. We had a chemistry game, yeah. and it was like just this dot. I mean, it was like a lab, and you had different things, and you mix them up and turn heat on and off. And we figured out, I forget what the two things were, but if you mix these two certain things, it would blow the lab up every time. And so that, like, we'd Is go that play all the you game. Did? You didn't want to actually create no, anything no, good? We you just wanted just to like, blow the lab up all the time? Mix the two things, because it, it was cool, like, watching <laughs> it on this crappy old animated computer. But, like, that's that's what you're doing. You're, like, picking, I want this, and I want this, and I want that, and the temperature, and... You're okay, so here's a really cool board. idea. I'm just going to throw this out there. Side note, you just know... give it away. This is one I want somebody to produce this. This is an idea I've had in my head for a while. For so not not only doing all these things tablet, but put your recipes up online and then make everything automated. So if you uh, 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 some particular grower has the best way to grow purple Kush, and he's dialed it in with his system, he shares that on a. On a Facebook oh, so you social tell network, it, I have these seeds of this kind, and it goes. If I and have this strain, out, right, and it will be able to put the exact blend of nutrients, the timing, the scheduling, everything. He just uploads all of his his recipe. It's grandma's recipe for pot, and then you input that into you know these these you know monitoring systems, and to be able to adjust all the levels. The grower just sits back at home. Somebody who wants to grow one plant would take this recipe. And just, you know, put it well, into their system on a small scale. What point is it completely and, automated? You still have to, what, put the seed in the dirt? Or can you just have a thing that no, Everything's like, hydroponics. There isn't even any well, dirt, right. man. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, okay, so you take your cutting. Like, where's the human? The human interaction. Aside from touching the screen, like, where? Aside from manicuring and maintaining your you plant, everything that's nutrient-wise. Grows wherever at that point, then, yeah, right? And just control them from your well, secret Well, I mean, there's some, growers, there's some growers that say don't touch your plant. At all, unless you're well, right. noticing you bugs and sure shit like that. So mites in and you're doing yeah, yeah. your normal things, but everything that's on the how do I feed my plant 
what do I, what type of nutrient blend, everything that most hydroponic growers, you know, discuss it's about an algorithm, right? Well, it's, just, it's a the blend. Computer does it's, that. How does, how does grandma's make her, her brownies so good? A recipe, which is an algorithm. Okay. basically. Yeah. So, I mean, you put that kind of stuff into it and you, you have a uh, little, Adreno powered uh, That's dispenser the thing, right? the that goes into the tank yeah, yeah. and just like opens up, you know, a little bit for your, your flora micro, a little bit for your blooming mixture, a little bit for your pH up or down, you know, each bottle solution. It can uh, somebody create this. Cause I think it's really cool. And as somebody who enjoys the, you know, process, that would be a really cool system, you know, set up a social network, a sharing of recipes amongst the growers and, we can open source this shit. An open source grow. An open source recipe book. It's like writing a kid's book on Twitter or something, you know. <laughs> I love like, it. No, everybody gets 140 characters and we're going to just publish whatever comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. that's cool. I like that. So, I mean, this goes into what we're talking about here is this. Uh, these large-scale grows, you know, that can start to do these fine monitoring, you know, all these large-scale, completely automated systems, we can take it into the home and start doing little... Grow 2.0, as they call it here. Or 3.0. Or 3.0. 3.0. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. pretty sweet, man. Awesome. I like that they the, they go through... It says a, a temperature control warehouse can use 24.9 kilowatts of electricity and 9,200 BTU of gas. Per, per square, square foot. foot per year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what I was saying. Or if prices start to detract and the market starts to commoditize, you can't support a $50,000 electric bill every month. Right. Anyways, moving on away from this. So awesome. This guy is willing to take a huge industrial farm and be ready to grow in 48 hours from yeah. basil to bud. Which, again, is very reminiscent our... of when alcohol prohibition was ending and all of the hotels were in line with their orders, like, waiting. Like, give us the word and we'll put the seeds in. We'll we'll yeah. make our orders and have booze here and let's get ready, wasted. Ready to grow. Right, ready to get DUIs. Yeah, and no, I think we uh, have our show title now. Uh, yeah. Basil to bud. Basils to buds. Awesome. So what's next? What do we, what else? Uh, you want to talk about some CBD stuff again? We have more refugees heading to Colorado, this time a family from Northern Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, this time, not, uh, what was the other? Dravet syndrome? Dravet syndrome. Uh, this isn't that. This is a case of intractable epilepsy. Which, again, yeah. I mean, this and Dravet and, and the other syndromes like that have in, in common is the seizures, right? Yes. And that's where How to treat seizures, CBD period. comes in. Right, right. This so. one, they're, they're three-year-olds, you know, is a Miller-Diker syndrome, a disease that causes brain deformities. So they're hoping, of course, like all parents, that the marijuana extract, the high CBD strain, will reduce the seizures. So, so that's three different diseases then you you're talking about a set of twins that have that brain disorder here yep. this is a, a parent that has a child with epilepsy and then yep. in the stories from the last couple of weeks uh the refugees coming over from Dravet syndrome so yep. all having to do with of course getting your children better um and yeah, yeah. it seems and of course anecdotally but th this lady found that with her epilepsy the, in her daughter that the weed helped control the seizures Right, and Says this is a teenager. The seizures too. have all but stopped. 
Each from, day, she gives her daughter uh, a dose of medical marijuana oil from a syringe, as okay. any parent might administer liquid medicine to a child. Yeah, gotta uh, give that kid Tylenol before bed, right? And you know. but of course, again, she can't give it to her because uh, you know if she's in uh, North Virginia, right. she can't give that to her. Can't so. do it. But in Colorado, where they got their one-bedroom apartment or two-bedroom apartment, they're starting to do it. What's yeah. cool is to see that this is this is a teenager. So I mean, it's not just something seeing like a, a kid who right. you you can measure cognitive cognitive performance and understanding of reducing the seizures, things like that. But for a teenager, a fourteen-year-old, to be able to say, "Hey, I'm getting better at my tests. You know, I'm doing better in school socially. I, you know, from three hundred seizures a day down to." you know, one or two a day, which still sucks. You know, hopefully it'll go down to nothing. Well, think about having to plan your life around having 300 seizures in a day. Well, that's what we were talking about last night. You don't (laughs) even have enough time to think about killing yourself. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But that's, yeah, it's, and again, I mean, enough to make people, and that sucks that the way the laws are, you have to uproot your family and leave your nice house and go into this, you know, little apartment also that you can have a better quality of life. Like that's but just it is Colorado. Dick. But it is Colorado. Colorado's nice. Well, yeah, I get that. I'm nice not saying anything bad about that. I'm just saying like it sucks that you have to leave where you were living just because of that. Like well, that, and even, that's lame. Well, sure. And the that's people like who going to Mexico uproot. to get your kidneys from, you know, it's <laughs> why do you need to get your kidneys removed in Mexico? Because I lost a poker game. Because you needed to pay a debt. Because a I lost a poker debt. game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so tell, tell me, uh, tell us about the, the one uh, you were talking about, the twins. Uh, just say, same situation, basically. <laughs> same type of seizures. situation. Right. Um, they aren't uprooting. They can't uproot. And so they're kind of waiting around, you know, and where Maryland. are they at? Where do they live? Uh, Maryland. Okay. So Maryland, West Virginia. And right. then where were the other ones from? Oklahoma. Uh, it wasn't Oklahoma. Where the other ones was North Virginia. And right. And there was Oklahoma. There's been, was it? Okay. That's what I'm I was trying to sure think of from the last episode. I think I think so. Oklahoma somewhere. is a senator somewhere where it's not legal. Let's put it not right in one of the stupid states. Somewhere where your invisible one of the dumb line, yeah, yeah, dictates where you can get your medicine. Um, I just more about this. I mean, it, the hardest part, you know, as his dad says, the dad of these twins says, is, is feeling hopeless. Well, and having he, children, you can relate to that, right? That like oh, that's probably the worst thing. Ever. I don't have sick children though. Right, I right. Have but healthy I'm saying children. if they were, you would. Choose to uproot if needed. I would, of course. If you lived in a stupid state. If I lived in a stupid don't, state. Don't call them. They're not stupid states. They're states run by stupid people. Is that better? I don't know. Oklahoma, uh, you know, yeah. Maryland, all of these people. If, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's so painful. I, they're not stupid states. They're run by stupid people. Right. You're right. I think that's better. That is better. It's more that's politically less offensive. correct, yeah? Am I worried about being politically no, correct no, on a weed saying, podcast? I don't want to call any one state stupid. Like, I mean, except for Florida. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding, Florida. We, kidding. we pick on Florida too much. Well, Florida kind of makes it easy. <laughs> so uh, speaking of Florida, they have in Palm Beach County their first medical marijuana school opening up. So that's that's kind of cool, right, for Florida? Oh, sure. Yeah, to teach the people how to grow the weed stuff. Right, it's called a type of business. The Institute of Medical Cannabis, the IMC. They will learn about medical cannabis and the whole medical cannabis industry. While attending lectures and receiving practical training in fully operational grow rooms, 
Uh, they'll have four courses, primary focus on cultivation, of course. Mm-hmm. And it says anyone that's interested in cultivating cannabis, either as a patient, caregiver, or for a dispensary, should probably take these courses. Sure, yeah. So they say right. our business model is a little different than others. We take a hands-on approach here, and students will get dirty. Ooh. I like that. I like the sound we of can that. get dirty. Can I go to Florida and take your class and talk about it on our show? I want to get dirty. I, we, hey. should, we should reach out to imcflorida.org. Yeah, we'll, we'll and, have them uh, on the podcast, and maybe we can see if we they can do that. would be uh, cool if they flew us down there. Or we could just, yeah, we could fly down there. Or He'll buy the class, a, and I'm just going to tag along. Is that cool? You cover the plane tickets. Okay, sounds Kay. good, man. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all in. Cool. Uh, so what, so, oh, one of the things that, that, uh, they're saying, so they actually do grow plants there, but it's not weed that they're growing. What are they growing? Veggies. Huh. Cause it's Florida, veggies. right? Because it's Florida. Well, and I'm sure like, you know, we were talking earlier, they probably don't want to, uh, they don't throw have a bunch medical of, yet. Right? They don't have, well, but they I, have a bill and they're thinking that this November it will get passed, but they're not, I mean, they say 70% so far. Yeah. So, I mean, good luck for sure. And if you live in Florida and Palm Beach County, like you better, better get on that. Yes. So go learn about it. Yeah. Learn their, about uh, their instructor has over 30 years experience as a plant pathologist in greenhouses and laboratories, cultivating plants, sampling soil, diagnosing, preventing disease. Uh, that sounds really awesome. I kind of want to go there once they can grow pot. Right. <laughs> well, this is kind of like Oaks <coughs> Yeah, but they've had pot they're they've like, had problems right. <laughs> that's also they've had also problems have prob- they've i had think that's why they, these they've had problems just want to uh grow some veggies in there so that way they don't yeah. have those types of yeah. problems yeah maybe yeah be safe before you sign up for school yeah. guys <laughs> that's yeah that's probably your best bet i mean just in life in general just just be safe just use your head yeah uh what else do we got do you want to talk about? I thought this was kind of interesting uh, because, of course, marijuana, medical marijuana, recreational marijuana, very popular uh, in the news. So, of mm-hmm. course, the Weather Channel has to get in on this buzz and get some page views here. Okay. Uh, they their headline in the environment section here: marijuana, another contributor to California's drought. What? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, and they, they talk about how, like, because of how large the marijuana business in America is and that uh, the laws are being more and more relaxed. Right. Uh, and, of course, uh, California's drought worsens. Well, All it's of always plants, been the mecca for, for weed. Right. California's always just the, the sheer number and the drought's getting worse and goddamn global warming. Uh, these these plants uh, aren't helping any. They're, they're, they're stealing, certainly not helping. They're stealing the water. They're taking the water. <laughs> so not only is this, this in plant in a M night Shyamalala uh, sort of twist, the plants are actually coming to kill us. The government was right. They're taking six gallons of water. The government was day. right the whole time. This is why you're only allowed to grow like a certain amount because if you grow too many. They'll drink all the water. Now, and what about you'll corn? Die. How much? How much does corn, corn take up? Corn, corn. Oh, sorry. Yeah, with the seeds. A lot. So what are you thinking about, man? Fields of it, right? Fields of corn. But corn <laughs> <laughs> running backwards through fields of corn, <laughs> naked. No, uh, but <laughs> corn is also used as a fuel, is it not? Oh come on! Don't justify this. 
<laughs> don't justify this up. anymore. I like cornbread. Any other no. agriculture industry no. just takes as just amount of water right. They're as not anywhere taking else. shots. It's, yeah. How about orange fields? How about lemon Whoa. fields? The citrus hey, grows. Orange had a tough, tough go at it a couple years ago. It did. Remember, orange juice was like eight dollars a quart. Like, well, that's because ridiculous. weed was stealing all the water from the citrus <laughs> groves. That's it. Up in the Golden Triangle, Humboldt ain't growing no you figured it oranges. Out, dude. I'm proud of you. You totally figured it out. It was the oranges the whole time. The goddamn weed was stealing our water. But yeah, you were saying what each each plant is six gallons of water each day that in sounds, the summer. That sounds is pretty that a heavy. Lot? That sounds Are you like overwatering? You might be overwatering your plant. To guys. kill the plants, each plant requires six gallons of water oh, I know. every this day. Is, this is according to NPR. Well, so, yeah. NPR. I like Radiolab and what's the other show? On the Media? That, that's about it, though. That's true. But Sorry, I didn't mean to diss you, NPR. But. No, that's that's fine. You can have an opinion on NPR. I'm just I saying do. the only two shows I, like I know shows of too. Are, are NPR those. didn't do anything bad to me. Okay. So. Though they say as an already extensive drought likely gets even more dire this summer, marijuana farms are going to guzzle up a lot of the state's water uh, if these dry, sunny conditions persist. Oh, no. You can have some of our water. <laughs> you, can, you can come and, you know, hit um, my well. The deeper you head into spring and throughout the summer, the chances of precipitation drop off drastically in California. Uh, that's weather.com meteorologist Chris Dolce. The wet season traditionally returns in the fall, but some parts of the state, like San Fran, can expect to see less than half an inch of rainfall from June through September. So the growing season for all plants is those that time frame. So okay. for June through September, you would naturally assume that this is, this there would is be less rainfall. It, it, it also <laughs> says that illegal growth remains a huge issue in California in particular. And those who grow without following the rules and regulations of the legal businesses have been caught stealing water from other farmers to fuel their thirsty industry. Well, that's because those are, sh- are asshole you s- growers. Are if you- you're stealing water from your neighbor, you're an asshole. I also have my extension cords plugged in, yeah. and I'm leeching his so Wi-Fi. That, that would be a dick move, guys. If he you're keeps stealing- changing his password, but I keep figuring it yeah. out. <laughs> oh, man. Can you share Wi-Fi? Uh, And they say to combat illegal growth, California Governor Jerry Brown proposed a $3.3 million spending to enforce pot cultivation rules. And uh, the members of the U.S. House of Representatives in California are asking for $3 million in federal funding to get rid of all of this terrible illegal growing happening in the public public forest, right? You keep hearing about that, right? Uh, yeah, it's. I love how it's all the forests of illegal yeah. growth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they say fish farmers say some marijuana farms produce runoff pesticides, fertilizers, and stream-clogging sediments that leak into waterways where large amounts of Chinook salmon and related species are raised. You know that would probably be quelled if you. Don't dump off. your newts in the river. Well, that, but I'm saying you wouldn't have to grow out in the forest and hide your shit if they would, like, kind of relax more about it. Well, either way, I mean... Sure, it, you'd still have a few, but I, I don't think you'd have near as many. Well... If anyone could just grow whatever they fucking wanted, you know? Sure, sure, and I, I see that, too, but, I mean, Humboldt County is known for having the best 
place in the world where it naturally grows in the soil. So, I mean, it's going to be sought after to grow in these large fields up there as much as possible because it's just the best crop you can get for those type right. of conditions. The Golden Triangle is there for a reason. And that's why all of the old hippie growers knew that, and that's why they hold on to their strains so so carefully. They hoard their strains there. They don't want to get it out because, anyways, uh, it's it's not... This is nothing new. It's not causing a drought. I think this is an inflammatory piece in general, saying that yeah. it's causing this drought. It's it, that's any growing season is going to notice a uh, a reduction in rainfall. This isn't saying that the weed is doing it, but of course, there's a lot of asshole growers in these places yeah, too. I'll give you that. For that sure. will be dumping newts into the streams and chopping. You know, we do know that the cartel is going up there and chopping off mountaintops and you know, leveling out natural places. Yeah, they're assholes. That's not nice to do. You can grow it but more ethically. is that the weed's fault? Is the weed no. making those assholes? No, or is it the government's growers. regulations and rules on the weed? You know, I mean, if you had a uh, a regulatory committee that would come out and inspect farms to make sure that they're doing things correctly, I would be totally on board with that. But right now, it's if you see a helicopter flying overhead, you better scatter. You <laughs> right. better go fast. You run and you run fast. You run and the you get say. in that neck that the that tunnel there and just disappear. Yeah, go underground. Helicopters can't find you if you're underground. So I mean, right now the regulatory committees are are throwing handcuffs on growers, and so you're going to get a lot more of these asshole growers that are, you know, just throwing throwing their newts into the stream, you know, dumping their trash out in the forest and all this. Yeah, that sucks. That's not cool to do. But there are ethical growers out there that don't do this. There are a lot. There the that is in the majority up there is people who do know how to protect you know, the environment they're in. So that way they can continue it for years and years and not trying to get in during the boom, right. you know, to Wreck set up all the these quick operations yeah, yeah. and then, you know, drive their blinging truck. This you know. can be sustainable if you're not dicks about it. Yeah. So that's everybody who's in that county, you know, really understands it, except for the assholes that try sure, and get in sure. to capitalize on it. So. Makes sense. Yeah, it, but it's not causing droughts. Come on. It's, it, it, <laughs> That's it's not, global warming. It's not causing droughts. Goddamn global warming. Okay. Gerper dirt. Global warming. So Weather Channel, please stop blaming weed for stealing the water. You want to wrap it up with this this story here? Are you are you familiar with Kevin Sabet here? No. From the Smart. Uh, it's what? What is it? Sam Smart something? I don't know. He's 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 a pain in the ass. Smart approaches to marijuana. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I know what you're talking his, about. His group yeah. opposes marijuana legalization, and mm-hmm. he said he supports further research into the medical development of CBD treatment. Uh, he said that should occur though within the established medical process, something that the federal government is increasingly willing to expedite. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says uh, one pharmaceutical drug made from 100% CBD derived from marijuana plants has been cleared for clinical trials. The only lab in the country with federal approval to grow marijuana at the U of M, Mississippi. Mississippi yeah, that's what we're talking about, the grow house right. uh, you know, out in Mississippi. They're going to start growing more CBD-rich strains for researchers to study. And he said using CBD bills to create interest in marijuana legalization is cynical. 
He says, quote, I think you have a lot of people here who are being used as pawns by the broader legalization movement. Oh, What does no. that sound like? This sounds like the master what is that? plan. But think of the kids. Don't don't smoke pot because of the kids. Like, it's the same thing. Well, the broader legalization movement as if we're being moved so, around like pawns. So Mace, use the children. Like, this is... Exactly. We're using children to be right. able to further uh, communication and a dialogue to which we do absolutely we talk about so far the last you know five yeah podcasts we've done we've talked about the kids to further well, in, our in, idea in lobby, of legalization in Congress and everything when the, everyone rolls in the cancer patients to go and speak it's the but same by thing. golly it's it's, it's something to be used as them using kids in ads to sell crap to your kids like absolutely. it's all i mean can we not say we that this is normal if, and, and this is rationalizing a but part we would, of using anything inflammatory to sell a point right is in case what you need to do to sell a point you use the That's worst the things. Of, <laughs> yeah, it, this is. Uh, Mason Tavert, yeah. however, said the cynicism lies on the other side. He points to Minnesota, where the governor has proposed a study on CBD in lieu of broad medical marijuana legalization, and parents backing medical marijuana have called the move disingenuous. Uh, he says it raises the question of whether these CBD only bills are good enough. Even Stanley acknowledges the bills will likely have little immediate impact. The Utah law, for instance, allows parents to possess the oil in that state if a neurologist has said their children will benefit from it. But how do they get it there? But the laws contains no provisions for growing weed in Utah or making the oil. And because it's only sold as medical marijuana product in Colorado, people, of course, have to move there to get it. So (laughs) there's that. There's that. But, uh, yeah, that guy's kind of annoying. I think uh, there's there's a funny Project Sam site. We've talked about yeah, this Yeah, we've before, talked about it before. Uh, I, I remember like before I the came spoof, in. Yeah. The spoof. At, yeah. But uh, one of the things that's kind of interesting and we kind of talked about it is this idea of demonizing THC. And it's um, for on our side of the movement is, is this uh, debate of CBD-rich strains going to uh, inhibit the growth of, you know, full legalization for all strains. Uh, are the, is this going to be the new thing where it's like, oh, well, it, it has to be high CBD. Only growers can grow this if we're going to go on the legalization. So I, I don't know. I see both sides of it. I, I don't I do see any foot in the door is a good foot in the door. You know, we've we've used medical to be able to get this far. Right. Uh, and I don't know. It's are we going to be able to use CBD to further, you know, uh, break our way into more conversations? What we're doing right now is we're bringing in the soccer moms. We're bringing in the, the right wing conservatives and saying, at least you guys can take a take a reasonable look at this now. We can have a conversation, which we haven't been able to really have rationally for the past 30 years. But now people are actually, you know, discussing this kind of stuff. We're bringing in a, a whole nother voice to the community that's helping. Right. But is it going to be limited to CBD, you know, rich strains and not the, you know, high high THC ones? So, I don't know. Are we demonizing well, isn't THC? Isn't that where there's an easy split between the medical market and the recreational market? Absolutely. That's a That's a pretty fine line. Holy shit. So I don't know. Let's we'll see how it so goes. you you don't overtax the recreational side, but you do a little bit, and some of that money goes into funding the CBD side for the medical. Right. It's a no brainer, guys. It's not that hard. 
We will write policy for you. <laughs> Let <laughs> us do not it. Not a fucking word. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Are we done? I, yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, you guys have a great week. Email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Of course, leave us messages. 406-204-4687. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus. We got all that shit. And yeah. We read everything. We read it all. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, and we'll catch you next week. Peace out. If you like, if you weed, like, this weed, is this where, is where you, you need, need to, to be. be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the podcast.